Welcome to Buy It's Cover, one marriage's journey through movie night using only the covers of movies they find on streaming services. I am 50% of your hosts, Kevin. And I'm the other 50%, Bree. Making 110% of awesome show. <laughs> I was wondering how you're going to switch that up because we just did that one a couple episodes ago. <laughs> you think people track our intros? I mean, you never know what the future holds. I would love to see in the future some fan just send us a picture of like, he repeated himself 97 times. <laughs> hey, you know what? If they listen to the full episode every time, I'm down for it. <laughs> yeah. If they steal a couple phones and play the episode on those two, Kevin! <laughs> that way my listener counts go up. I'm good. <laughs> Look, Bree, you have to be okay committing a little bit of crime to get ahead in the podcasting game. That is literally rule one of this i think you're reading the wrong rules yeah you You know how joe rogan made it big murders yeah he crushed every npr host that stood in his way like illuminati murders or is he part of an underground Uh, we're gonna start illuminati seems a little bit more like advanced than joe rogan um, <laughs> he probably doesn't even know that word <laughs> i'm gonna go mobland style like <laughs> at best um all right so speaking enough of mobsters giving, enough giving him airspace on our podcast it really you think this is the thing that's gonna put his podcast over the top viewership wise <laughs> all right speaking we definitely of, have cross demographics <laughs> oh my christ i'm trying to intro the damn okay. movie woman Okay, so what just happened? Quit to yes ending our way out of this. Please let me just intro the movie. No, Keep this, this podcast on the rails, hun. This is what you do to me all the time. Yeah, but I'm cheeky and fun. You're trying to you're trying to Joe Rogan it. Excuse me? Yeah, I am cheeky and fun. Are you saying I'm not cheeky and fun? Oh, yeah, you're trying to trap me in a logic trap. I'm not doing this. You know, speaking of people that were stuck in a trap, in this week's episode, we look at the movie Cop Shop, which seems to feature people stuck in a prison cell. Oh, I I did not get that vibe at all. Okay, I did. Uh, And that's why I crushed the transition here. (laughs) Yeah, sure you did. (laughs) I nailed it so since you are so ecstatic about this movie why don't you give it a good old uh, man i gotta summary. do the intro and now i gotta summarize the cover i mean okay. i'm more than happy to do it if you really are gonna be that petulant about Here's it what we go we got here uh we have uh basically some is it pantone no it's not pantone it's I don't know. Orange, green. Singular colored, like filtered uh, faces on a grid. Uh, We have Frank Grillo, uh, Gerard Butler, um, and a lady I do not recognize. And she's holding a a kind of an old timey revolver, like like a six shooter. Mm -hmm. And uh, they're all in different colors. Frank Grillo is red. Gerard Butler is blue. The lady is green. Um, And... There are, and the name of the movie is Cop Shop. Cop Shop. Cop Shop. 
um, where you go to shop for cops. Um, the tagline for this is someone's got to take the hit. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And there's a guy that's uh, monochrome. Um, and I, he, you've seen him on things. He's in a lot of movies as kind of a Character creepy actor. dude. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you, we only get Gerard Butler and Frank Grillo listed as the main people in this. So, um, I don't know. There's some guns pointed in random directions. We see it looks like basically they took uh, an image of probably I'm assuming main or more major characters, and uh, they have them looking intense. And then there's also a scene of them looking badass behind it with the transparency dropped. Mm-hmm. Um, can you not to pitch you something that we didn't talk about? Can you throw up the cover for Smoke and Aces? Yeah, you keep talking and I'll so, find it. Uh, I, when I was when I was pinching and zooming on this, um, this is done by the same guy that did Smoke and Aces. But I want to point out how similar the covers are between these two movies. Like, I kind of want to go and see if I looked at this guy's IMDb, if this is just a thing where all of his movies have the same uh, style to it. You know, where like the the same uh, Joe Carnahan is the director by the way uh, where they have the same like cover scheme to them mm-hmm. where it's just the because they I mean this is almost literally the same um, cover where they've got this and I'm just going to see what other movies Joe Dare or Joe, Joe Dirt. Carnahan, <laughs> Wait, Joe Dirt has done. That'd be so great if Joe Dirt did this. Um, so Joe Carnahan, uh, what else has he done? Narc eight. He did the A Team. Hmm. The Gray. Okay, so no, he has done other movies that are a little bit different. Different, but I, honestly, like Smoke and Aces is one of my guilty pleasure movies. I love Smoke and Aces. It is one of those ones I will watch. Um, whenever I see it on TV. Um, So I'm actually, I'm more excited as a result of this. Oh, you know what else he did that we really liked recently? Ah. Um, Boss level. Oh, well, that makes sense because Frank Frank Grillo was in it. Yeah. Were you able to pull those up? Yeah, I was sharing it the whole time. Okay, well, yeah. So yeah, they're they're similar. They're like very similar style covers. So I just wonder if he's like hiring the same graphics director and he's like trying to communicate to you, you're going to get the same frenetic, high octane action movie. Because uh, I'm not gonna lie, Smoke and Aces does not is not like a good movie cinematically. <laughs> it is a good movie to eat popcorn and be like, this is badass. So if this movie makes me eat popcorn and say this is badass at least once or twice, I'm going to be happy with whatever (laughs) is on the screen. Also, I love Gerard Butler uh, when Gerard Butler is not a hero. So I'm like, because Gerard Butler is one of those dudes that's uh, handsome. He's he's a he's a pretty man. (laughs) So anytime you take that pretty man and you just grime him up, I'm on board. It's like Henry Cavill in The Witcher. Yeah, yeah. It's just there's something about uh, Gerard Butler when you like you just make him look 
gross that I'm just I appreciate more. Um, I also hope they make him have to speak with an accent that he just clearly cannot hide. Yeah, because he I, has a very thick Scottish accent. I loved in a law-abiding citizen when they like tried to vaguely have him be American sounding. <laughs> and it just did not work. Um, so who do you think, what do you think the plot of this movie is going to be? Okay, so I think she is uh, transporting him. And so he, you think? I think he's a bad guy. think he's a bad guy. Okay. Um, he, I don't know if it's like he robbed a bank or took someone hostage. Um, but at one point, Oh no, maybe he took her hostage. Cause look at this, look at this little scene right here. She looks like she's not in on this kind of conversation. Okay. Uh, and he's looking very menacing. So uh I think that he's definitely gonna be a bad guy. Okay. Um I don't know what the term cop shop means. Can you tell me what that means? I don't know. I don't either. Like, it's not a, it's not a, a phrase I've heard. I just wonder if they were like, it sounds fun. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure we're going to find out. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know if, I mean, Frank, by logic, has to be the good guy <laughs> at that point. Because this, this guy up in the upper right-hand corner, uh, the character actor, is definitely a bad guy. Yes. So, uh, his... by process of elimination, I think Frank and the the lady have to be good guys. Yeah, right? there, there's this weird trend in movies um, where, and sometimes it does really well. I'm thinking of like Fargo, the Billy Bob Thornton one, where mm -hmm. they will have this guy that like is just kind of goofy looking, but somehow they're like the most deadly assassin because they're like you never see him coming. Mm -hmm. uh, and like, or they're like the wild card one, and I think that's what that guy in the top right is gonna be. Here's my thought for the movie. Um, I'm gonna go with Frank Grillo's a villain. Here's my deal: Frank Grillo, they in recent years have tried to make him like a leading man, and I'm sorry, Frankie baby, um, you you got villain face. <laughs> okay, it's it's like he's like Mark Strong. Every time they try to make Mark Strong a hero, I'm like. Dude was born to play a villain. He All was. Right? Like, He's sorry. so good at it. Yeah. Uh, lean into it, bro. <laughs> it's kind of, you know, it's like Tom Hiddleston in uh, when they tried to do, like, anytime they try to make Tom Hiddleston, like, anything besides a snarky little jackass. <laughs> it's like, I don't, this doesn't work. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, anyways, I think the way this can work is Gerard Butler if I put on my predicting cap, if I was right in this movie, Gerard Butler, I'm going to go with is some kind of criminal that said no to something. Mm. I don't know whether it was like he was a hitman that said, no, I don't want to do this. Like he was told to wipe out a family or something. And he's like, I'm, I have standards. Um, or he like, they did something that caused his family to get killed. So he's like, I'm going to testify. Hmm. Uh, against the mob you're really thinking that this is going to be a mob movie oh i'm thinking a hundred percent this is going to be smoking aces just moving locations like not set in a casino <laughs> cop, cop shop i know like this sounds so stereotypical if this was set in a donut store 
bakery. <laughs> um, I was like, they have a special word for donut stores. <laughs> if this bakery. was set, if this was set in a Krispy Kreme, would fucking love it. Um, <laughs> I don't think it's going to be. It wait, did they like not afford that licensing? Do you it, think it looks like it's going to be some sort of government building? Yeah. Honestly. So, uh, anyways. Gerard Butler is in trial. He is a scumbag. They're going to, that's what he, he's going to be a scumbag, but you got to realize like there's layers of scumbags. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, the, the black lady that we have on that is going to be like a small town detective that maybe she pulled him over on like a speeding ticket and doesn't know who she's got. And then everyone else like Frank Grillo and that other guy are going to be hired by the mob to bring Gerard Butler either dead or alive back. Ooh. Yeah, so they're all a bunch thing. of assassins. Yeah, so it's it's Smoke and Aces. Yeah. <laughs> it literally <laughs> is the plot to Smoke and Aces, just, again, scene change. Um, yeah. <laughs> actually, that would be really cool if there was some, like, weird reference to this being, like, in the Smoke and Aces universe. Yeah. I want, I want a Smoke and Aces cinematic universe. I mean, there's already two movies. I like cheeky hijinks hitmen. I really okay. do. That's cool. So more more hijinks from our hitmen. Um, <laughs> I don't want conflicted, torn, like, oh, am I a bad person? I want, like, giggly. <laughs> if they could giggle more, I would be like, happy. Like if I were a hitman. <laughs> I have no evidence that you're not, honestly. I don't understand where money comes from in our house. So you could be. I mean, I make it happen, so. <laughs> no, I've seen, I've seen your aim. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's not great. <laughs> the last time you uh, shot someone through the heart was me with your love bullets. Oh, yeah, so sweet. <laughs> it was kind of also very violent imagery That's okay. for our relationship. Okay, so any other predictions for the cover of this movie, or any other predictions for this movie? I'm gonna bet somebody gets their dong shut off, shot off, not shut off. Shut up! <laughs> Shut <Yeah>. up! <laughs> There's going to be uh, a dick and a bullet that meet in a way that surprises you. <laughs> um, I, I'm going to bet that uh, Frank dies. Frank Grillo dies. Yeah, that his character dies. Okay. Uh, do you think Gerard Butler sacrifices himself for Lady Cop? I think we're assuming she's a cop. She. It says police on her vest. Okay. Well, she could have stolen it. I I did not assume that. I don't I don't think they're like, oh, I can't take that bulletproof vest in this gunfight. Uh it says police on it. I can't. <laughs> it's not mine. <laughs> I'm gonna murder someone, but I can't steal. I can't commit <laughs> two Ten Commandment violations. No, I think I think that she's definitely gonna have to transport him somewhere, and then he flips the script on her and uh, uses her as a hostage. Yeah, where is your excitement for this movie? Um, I'd say it's at about a six. Honestly, I was like, oh, this will be okay, and then I saw Joe Carnahan's name attached to it, and I was like, ba bow. Now, also on the converse side of this, uh, do I think I'm gonna learn anything or like? Do you mean reverse side? Converse, the opposite. Okay. Okay. The concave side. Okay. The convex side. Now the you're stalag- just saying. You're just. <laughs> the stalactite or the stalagmite side. <laughs> 
Okay. I think if, if we, we get on the opposites, there you go. Jesus. Try to use new words and expand our, our horizons. You don't like when I use the word disseminate. That's a callback to our Patreon exclusive podcast, Growing Fonder, in which Bree said the word disseminate enough times that I think the word, like that podcast is technically pregnant. <laughs> um, anyways, I don't actually know what the word disseminate means. Yeah, um, clearly. I do, but <laughs> you just said semen too many times into a microphone that I now I'm worried. Um, my point is, uh, like the intelligent quota of this movie dropped precipitously when I saw Joe Carnahan's name <laughs> attached. But like my excitement for mindless gunplay and violence skyrocketed. Oh my I, god. I concur. Uh, if there is a scene that rivals that moment in Smoking Aces where the lady is just sniping people, sending them flying across <laughs> hotel rooms, or that chainsaw elevator fight, I am on board with whatever happens in it. All right? <laughs> like, I want some batshit insanity in this. Let's do this, Joe Carnahan. Yeah. Let's do it, Joe Carnahan. <laughs> Disseminate your movie glory onto us. <laughs> Why you gotta do that? I just want you to understand how creepy that word is when you, you say You made it creepy. Yep. All right. <laughs> shall we go watch a movie instead of talking? All right. Let's go watch a movie. Welcome back. Oh, don't. Don't do it like as a 70s sitcom. <laughs> yeah, we, we're back. <laughs> no, don't do it like a white person rapping that's not named Marshall Mathers. Wait, um, no, that's not Slim Shady. That's from like Welcome Back, Cotter. Either one, unacceptable <laughs> for you. Um, <laughs> we're back having watched Cop Shop. That's correct. Pre. Uh, before we get into it, what did you snack on? Oh, honey, do you actually expect me to remember that? Because I remember every one of my snacks. I even rate them in my head. Should uh, we mention that it's literally been like a month since I why, watched this movie? Why, why shatter the illusion? This is probably, audience? I just want to be honest that this is probably the longest I've gone between intro recording and outro recording. To be fair, though. This should tell the audience automatically what we think of this movie based on the fact that it's been this long and we're still going to record it. Absolutely. <laughs> Rather I, than just throwing it away to the waste bins of podcast history. Yeah. I We liked this movie. I'm going to spoiler alert uh, that. You know, I remember what you had because uh, it made you angry with me. Oh, tell me. What do we have? It was that, that chicken place. No, that was a different episode. Okay. Well, oh no, that was uh, this game is called Murder, where we had the chicken. Yeah, what did we have then? Did we have just fazoli? We, we have bad drive-through uh, Italian food. Were we together when we watched this movie? We were together when we watched Cop Shop. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I assume I had a sandwich. I don't know. I honestly, I don't remember what I had. I think I had uh, regretful lasagna. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Shout out to Fazoli's. It'll do. Uh, Fazoli's. <laughs> when you're too lazy for Stouffer's, Fazoli's. Um, 
so let's get into it. Uh, do you want to do the summary? Dude, I would I would love to do the summary. Uh, I probably am going to have to pull up the IMDb uh, just so I oh, have yeah, character names, names in front of me. Yeah. Because uh, and actors. But uh, Cop Shop is a I think the best way to best way to describe it. It's a throwback to like 70s action movies. Hmm. Um, again, like by the guy that did Smoke and Aces. So you kind of know what you're going to get. It almost um, I liked the Assault on Precinct 13, both the original and the remake. So this was in my wheelhouse. This is I mean, this this movie is is targeting uh, a lot of Cavan's joy buttons. <laughs> I gotta say that. Um, so it okay. follows uh, the character of Teddy Moretto, played by Frank Grillo, yep. uh, as he basically gets himself arrested to escape uh, Gerard Butler's Bob Vidic, who is a hitman. <laughs> He's a hitman that. Uh, that's so weird. That was my tile notification. My keys are. What is it doing? It's this thing that my wife got me so I never lose my keys. I have both of these things, all the things in my sight. There is no reason why I've lost anything, but it's insisting on ringing. (laughs) Is this podcast how we reveal that I'm, am I even talking to anyone on the other side of this computer? Have I, am I just in an asylum? No, you're here. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Teddy Moretto is running from Bob Vidic. Bob Vidic's played by Gerard Butler with the least convincing American accent I've ever heard. But Gerard, nobody casts you because we're like, you talk good. Um, we cast you because you're smoldering. Um, he is arrested by the delightful Alexis Louder, who plays Valerie Young, a, a rookie cop. She rookie was awesome, by the deputy. way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, with a Ruger like Blackhawk pistol. I mean, she was badass with that thing. It was like this old cowboy single action uh, revolver. And uh, she has to make a choice on whether or not to t- trust uh, Teddy Moretto, who is a con man mm-hmm. and con the mob, or Bob Vidic, who's a hired killer, because she finds out there's worse hired killers out in the, in the world, such as Anthony Lamb, which, dude, uh, was played by a guy named Toby Huss. Toby Huss steals a movie. O-M-G. Um, not only does he kill people, he steals scenes. I loved it. Which also is kind of funny because uh, Toby Huss, the whole time I'm like, dude, is that the guy from like the Sonic ice cream commercials? It's not. It's no. not, not <laughs> no, even it's close. Not even close. I'm thinking, I was like, dude, I've been buying ice cream based on the recommendations of a sociopath. <laughs> Um, but this movie it features a bunch of other character actors. So she arrests them, uh, and then Bob Vidic also gets fakes like he's a drunk to get put in the same prison cell or mm-hmm. cell block as uh, Teddy. And then uh, basically, it's just murder and mayhem for ninety minutes. Yeah, it it was good. It, it, it was good. Thank you. Um, <laughs> She, she, I mean, there's twists and turns. Teddy, you think is going to have like this redemption arc. And uh, Bob the whole time is like, no, he's, he will betray you. Like that's Mm -hmm. what he does. 
He's going to, he's, his job is to sound good. And you're like, no, he'll be the redeemable one. Nope. He ends up being a big old piece of poop at the end. Yeah. And Vidic still is a piece of poop. But uh, he's why, a why am I censoring myself? He's, yeah. But, and he makes the point, he has a line and, uh, there she's like you kill people for money and he's like i am a professional and she's like uh what else would you well, who else does this job besides psychopaths and he's like oh no when a psychopath shows up you'll know mm-hmm. and then like they show lamb and he shoots a smiley face yeah. with the bullets <laughs> and he's like that that's a psychopath yep um <laughs> And yeah, it was just, it was very, I was, I, I liked it. I liked start to finish this movie. Me too. Um, okay. So uh, you mentioned her gun. It's big and massive and it actually is a Chekhov's gun gun. <laughs> Multiple times. Okay. So there's a couple Chekhov's guns in this movie that I loved. One, mm-hmm. her gun comes back. Cause she, like the first thing they show is her like doing fancy quick draws. Mm-hmm. She does have to quick draw. Do you want to explain what this gun looks like for non-gun enthusiasts? Yeah, so it, it is. It, if you were, if I told you, like, picture an old west six shooter, mm-hmm. that's what you get. Um, so but it's there's big. Yeah, yeah. I think it's uh, if I remember correctly, it's uh, either a forty-four magnum or a three fifty-seven. Yeah, I know. Uh, it's a big bullet. Yeah. Uh, and she's so, a tiny lady, and that's yeah. kind of what her partner jokes with her about. About how uh, that's a little bit of a, much of a gun for you, don't you and, think? But they do also mention that she was in the army or the marines. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think she was a medic. Yep. Um, but there's a couple Chekhov's guns. First off, she does have to do a quick draw. Mm-hmm. Um, she has this moment uh, where she accidentally shoots herself with her own gun because <laughs> they're like, "Hey, that what's that gun?" Or and she's like, "It feels like I've got uh, something bigger than a nine millimeter inside me." Yeah, yeah, which I'm like, that's weird that you're like, oh, you can tell a bullet size. You're like, oh, that one's a tiny bullet. Uh, but they're like, yeah, she ricocheted and shot herself. Yeah, which is kind of funny. <laughs> yeah, but she has a she gets into a quick draw with one of her friends at the station, like a joke one. They play, uh, he calls it Indiana Roulette. Uh-huh. Um, where he drops a bullet because he said we were too good at shooting rats because we grew up poor that we had to learn how to play Indiana roulette to make it sporting, which is they drop the bullet in the chamber of this revolver, spin it, and then fire at the rat. And if they got it, it was like Russian roulette with a rat that doesn't know. Um, <laughs> Russian ratatouille is what we call it. Um, That's not making any stews. <laughs> yeah. And so then they turn around and like at the end of the movie, uh, Teddy is running away and she uh, totally up and uh, drops him. Indiana roulettes him. <laughs> Which means he's a rat. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, again, I'm like, I'm trying to figure out what else do I miss in this movie? This movie is uh, literally, I mean, if you walked through this script where you're like, this is set up to tell you what to expect in it as uh-huh. far as like, beats that are going to come back i'm like this is this is tight Mm -hmm. as far as how it's edited and all these things to make sure this stuff comes back is it shakespeare no by no means but like as far as a well-paced action movie it's pretty good yeah and it's got um excellent effects 
Um, the the setting of it, uh, the police station that they did out in rural wherever, um, was a really uh, dynamic building to shoot in. Um, there was there was a lot of space for them to to hide, but it also felt open, and so it was kind of uh, a conundrum there. Um, and to, I'm guessing so. The basement is where the jail cells were, concrete basement. Um, and I wonder, because it had a pretty sophisticated uh, hard lock door on the outside of it uh, that she has to reprogram while she's getting shot out by crazy Anthony Lamb, um, which I thought was badass, by the way. And that's when she gets the ricochet. But at the same time, um, it, it makes me wonder, like, why is your jail cell that um, secure it, if you're in the middle of nowhere? And then it made me think, well, maybe because they're in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to th- figure out if she um is is she play a they say it's a small town police station but it's really not it, it almost feels more like a like a highway patrol station like a hub situation yeah, yeah. uh cuz they're like it they i think at one point say it's going to take half an hour for the ambulances to get there mm-hmm. so it's it's not it, it's a small town as in it's like there's not a lot of cops but it, they're also not in a city right um, they they're near a casino of some sort which i thought was going to play a lot more of a role than it actually did but it was oh just a it was just a different it was just a just to get her and moretto together where he, the scene because he punches her yeah so he he tases him, just made me laugh yes. I, I love a good tasing i'm not gonna lie i uh there, i love seeing peeps get tased it's um, kind of funny. I mean, I would never want to get tased. No, I don't want it either. But it just uh, there's but in something the about form of the movie. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I would love. I'm not saying I would love to tase someone, but if given a chance. <laughs> um. So Teddy Moretto is uh while he's down in this jail cell and they're so it's the three of them stuck together you've got teddy frank rio bob gerard butler and valerie who's um alexis louder and she's shot and she's like i'm you guys are not getting out of these jail cells i will sit here and die before i let you guys out right and um they're of course both trying to convince her that you know let me out versus let me out um and i thought that that was a really fun dynamic because all the while anthony lamb and then the dirty cop are trying to get into into where they are so they can kill teddy and claim the bounty mm-hmm. um and it, she just holds firm i mean she's she's a freaking badass right yeah and uh- but I really enjoyed that dynamic because they're both they're both the devil on her shoulder at that point. Uh, and Teddy is trying to use, well, I have a I have a son out there and an ex-wife. I need to know that they're okay, which she says, well, we'll find out, but she already knows that they've been killed. Um, and so she doesn't want to tell him that and you know, 
so that's yeah. that's another layer. Um, but I really enjoyed those scenes when the, all three of them were down there together. They had good chemistry. Yes. Um, like the three of them. Uh, Frank Grillo, I, I have been very much not hiding my opinion of like Frank, not a leading dude, but a role like this. Yeah. He knocks it out of the park because he's just charming enough. Mm-hmm. And then so when he and he has a moment where he goes like badass mode mm-hmm. on because he finds out Anthony Lamb is probably the man that killed his his ex-wife and his son. Mm-hmm. Um, and he like goes to get revenge. And also she's counting on. Uh, Bob. She's counting on on them to bring back or she's counting on Moretto to bring back a trauma kit so she can stop her bleeding. And she's like, please don't go and try to like do this. And he goes one. I thought I was like, this movie will be crazy if he just immediately gets killed. Yeah. Um, But like, he has kind of an intimidating moment and then it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, Like he's still like, then he turns traitor. Like you think again, this movie does a great job of like, Oh, we're going to get, make him a hero. We're going to redeem this character. That's had kind of a, and the movie doesn't do a great job establishing why we should ha- hate him uh-huh. other than he's a criminal. Yeah. Um. So for them to actually be like, no, these characters are right uh, mm-hmm. in not trusting him. Because I love that they didn't try to equivocate like, well, everyone, you know, gets put in extreme situations. They're like, no, Teddy puts himself in these spots. Oh, yeah. He makes and bad his, decisions. <laughs> and, and Bob is right. Like, he will run. He just runs. That's because he only cares about Teddy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's trying to find the thing that will make you trust him, mm-hmm. you know, and to, to her, it was, I have family. I have somebody I love mm-hmm. that kind of thing. And uh, so that, I thought that was really well done. There's also, um, there was a moment like this movie does a little bit. It's funny cause it has some cliche stuff and then it subverts some cliches. So there's this moment where uh, Bob has, uh, has wounded uh, Anthony Lamb mm-hmm. has him on the ropes and Vidic's there and Bob's like look wait Bob is Vidic I'm sorry not Vidic he has Lamb on the ropes uh-huh. Bob Ooh. turns to Moretto okay, and there you says go. like hey I'm going to bring you in mm-hmm. uh, I'm going to kill you probably but I'm going to let you get your revenge so we're going to have a truce for a second Yeah, because you deserve that which again, like a little re- character redeeming, like not, yeah, character redeeming, but it's like, it's like, it's a noble quality in this character. Right. Definitely puts Vidic towards like the anti-hero kind of mm-hmm. realm. And Vidic turns around and shoots him. Yeah. Like <laughs> He literally meant a second. <laughs> Which I just, I'm like, I loved. Because there was a part of me that's like, oh yeah, that's what you would do in that scenario. Like, yeah. you're not going to we're going to put this feud aside and get, you're going to give me a, basically a free shot because you think I'm noble. No, I'm not going to do that. No. <laughs> uh, there's only one plot point that I felt like didn't have, uh, it kind of comes out of nowhere and then it resolves itself really quick is just, there's, you find out there's a mole in the FBI. Yeah. And she just kind of shows up. She gets a phone call. We see a uh, little uh, dramatic irony. We Detective see she's probably crooked. Dina Schreier. Yeah, we we see she's crooked, but then uh, she shows up at the end and, like, yeah, she's there for all of two seconds. 
it's revealed that Vidic, when he was killed, wasn't actually killed. You know, yeah, it's just to bring Vidic back. Yes. And um, I love the way this movie ends with like a clear path to a sequel, but also works really well to like sum up the two characters. Mm-hmm. Vidic was a professional. He didn't have to kill um, Valerie. Valerie. And so he's like, I and he, he respected her. So mm-hmm. he's like, you're taking care of. I'm leaving. And then she's like, no, I told you you weren't going to get away. So as they're driving, she basically like hijacks the ambulance (laughs) to go chase him down. She kicks the two ambulance guys out on the side of the road. She's like, I got to (laughs) go. And I'm like, "Uh, again, she's she's still got her IV tape. Yeah. like whatever that's called. What's As it called? a sequel, uh, I'm like that could lead right into a sequel, or if you just have that by itself as the ending, I'm like that sums up the two characters very well. Yes, yeah. Um, I it wasn't smoking aces, which is fine. Uh, it definitely had its own qualities. Uh, mm. If I remember smoking aces correctly, uh, it was a lot more quippy with the dialogue. Um, I thought this had some great dialogue. This was really, really great. It's, it was a different kind of dialogue. It's a uh, smaller cast too. I mean, yes. let's be honest. It's uh smoke and ace is just, they, everyone was a character, you mm-hmm. know, um, you had, you know, four Anthony lambs instead of one. Right. Um, this one didn't have that. I mean, it, it is, it's basically like a, a smaller scale smoking aces, um, it also didn't decide to have a twist or the big twist that Smoking Aces right. had. Yeah. Uh, again, if this director kept making movies in this vein, this like genre throwbacks, I would love that. Um, Sign me up. It, it's like when you know, like Psycho Gorman, like the people that make that and they make the void. I'm like, I will always watch these. Yes. I don't yes. care. Um, <laughs> like, you can take me on these weird trips for 90 minutes. It's Do like it, please. popcorn. I will always eat yeah. popcorn. <laughs> okay. And this is, I think this is like the, the driving thesis of by its covers. Like not every movie has to be Shakespeare. Right. Uh, not every movie has to be like deeply evocative of the human condition. No. Make it goddamn entertaining though. Yes. And this was entertaining to me. Yes. Um, totally loved it. Uh, do you have a favorite part? Oh, uh, I think my favorite part was, um, you knew it was going to happen. So Vidic gets put in this jail cell with like a douchey drunk guy mm-hmm. and you just know, and you're waiting for it. Cause again, like this movie it has some genre conventions or some genre cliches, but it executes them in a way that I'm like, thank you. Um, so this douchey guy is mouthing off to Gerard Butler's character. Mm-hmm. And Moretto's like, don't, don't, dude, shut up. Please shut up. And then you are just waiting. And it happens where Butler just beats the shit out of this guy. Mm-hmm. And it's so satisfying. It's very visceral. like. And then you feel bad for him because he gets yeah. an emergency tracheotomy and then he later gets shot. And you're yeah. like, oh, man, he didn't deserve that. There's also, um, so any scene with Anthony Lamb, I'm a fan of. Oh, for sure. Uh, the fact that he brings balloons in to start yeah. his. 
<laughs> when there and there's a scene where um there he's making the a trait a cop that's a traitor hammer the wall and the cop's like well you could help with this and he's like ah but killed like five people today like that's <laughs> that's a lot of work and like i'm paid to be a hit man and i don't believe in working for free i'm not paid to be a wall hitter um <laughs> but he also like then has this incredibly disturbing moment that kids kind of played for not really a laugh but um he tries to make the traitor cop two cops walk in that had been doing um work out out out, out of the out of the the station they come in and they're like, hey, what's up? And Lamb's like, you need to shoot them. Yeah. Cause it, and he's like, if you don't shoot them, I will, but I'm going to make it hurt. Yeah. And uh, I'm like, that's like, again, like it, he, they want to remind you this guy's not like, it's not charming. It's not good. No. <laughs> so yeah, dude, props to, um, I, again, just props to like a lot of the actors in this. Again, I'm not, I'm not giving you an Oscar for it, but damn, is it entertaining to watch you do this thing? Yes. Um, yeah, Toby Huss. Uh, you became one of those character act in this movie. You became one of those character actors that like, I'm gonna pay attention when you're on screen because it's uh -huh. entertaining to me. Yes. Uh, he probably, I assume, he probably had a great time filming that. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, yeah. So. Uh, I I was wrong, sort of. I, I believe that I said that she was taken hostage by Gerard Butler. And that's not really what I would uh, say happened. She was, it wasn't, it didn't feel hostage-y. It just felt like a, a bad situation. Yeah, we were off on that. I got the quote that I love that he dropped on the cop. Okay, tell me. Because uh, it was when they were, they were arguing. Uh, and he's like, uh, oh, he's like, well, you should be hammering on the wall because you're a murderer. And the guy's like, you killed people, too. And he's like, yeah, well, you in the cop business. So that makes you a murderer. But I'm in the murder business. So that just makes me a laborer. You see how that works? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that's solid logic. I mean, one is just using their job skills. Um, so, um, Kevin, what would you change about this cover? I know this this has a style. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, very much. We, we talked about the comparisons to Smoke and Aces. It has a style. Yeah, I don't dislike that style. Um, I would have kind of. I would have loved something like Cop Shop, and I, it's probably going to be sounding cliche, but like just bullet holes where the O's are in Cop and Shop. <gasps> nice. And then uh, do. Uh, I do a police vest and then the balloons that Teddy delivers. Oh, nice. Uh, you know, around them. Mm -hmm. um, I think that would have been interesting. Um, I'm trying to think what other things you could have had from this. Because um, I don't, I, you know, I don't want to take any of the action scenes out of it and try to put mm -hmm. those on the cover. Um, I, I would lean into some of the 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 weirdness of some of the performances or some of the, the the characterization that comes out of the performances. What about you? What would you do as a cover? I like I said when I was initially assessing it, I thought it was going to be more of like an on the run type of thing. Uh, it didn't feel like it was going to be in a single like have the action in a single 
um, building. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think I would have tried to do something that would have made it seem less like fast and the furious. I'm going to be on the road kind of thing. Uh, I, I'm not sure that it matters too much. Uh, I, I don't, I think I would have maybe had the, didn't Teddy have a briefcase with him? He does. Um, which I think had he's money trying in trying to get back. Yeah. And so or was it, he wanted his cell. It was either a briefcase or a cell phone that he wanted. I know he wanted his cell phone. Yeah. Because he wanted to check in with his family. Yeah. Um, but I thought it had money in it. Yeah. It's implied that it does. So I think I would have maybe had like a briefcase with money on there somewhere. Kind of show the, that dollars are the, motivating factor yeah uh handcuffs on them yeah um, i would have oh, i guess now i'm revising mine cop shop with the bullet holes in the o's and then do bullet smiley face under it Ooh, that would go well with the door or maybe that's what i would do is just do the door of the jail and have it have the smiley face and then have cop shop at the top yeah. and have I, the eyes be the o's yeah, I'm not sure if I even like Cop Shop as the title for this. One, because I don't I don't understand. Like, it's not evocative enough. Like, Smoke and Ace is to me. Yeah. I'm like, that tells me, in some way, tells me something about it. You know, I think Gunsmoke, I think Aces, I think Gambling. Cop Shop, like I said, I, I'm like, it's not a term I've heard. Yeah. What did we do? Did we figure out what that meant? No, they never talk about it. It's <laughs> not like they're like, oh, we're going to take them down to the Cop Shop. Yeah. Um. um but I mean, betrayal seems stupid. But that's yeah. I mean, there you wouldn't. That you know, kind of is. You don't name it something that's going to make it sound like it's an art house movie either. Yeah, I like mean, you almost need. I mean, and you don't want to be like assault on police station zero because no. you're like that's. It's evoking the movie that it's clearly inspired by. So what do you? Yeah. What do you call it? So I guess you kind of have to have kind of a goofy name like that. Yeah, I'm not um, sure. What I that would have to that's thirty minutes or dead. Oh Jesus, no! Uh, that makes it sound like a pizza delivery movie. I uh, I just want to let you know I hardcore rolled my eyes on that. Yeah, that's <laughs> reason why you should be watching this on YouTube as well as listening to it on Spotify. Uh, yep. So you can uh, catch all of Bree's disgusted facial expressions with me. Yeah. Uh, Kevin. Uh, is there anything else you want to talk about this movie? Watch this movie. Make yeah. sure that who is the director again? We've mentioned his name, and Joe I got always... Carnahan. Yeah, Joe, Joe, baby, this part just for you. I love you. I love you, Joe. Do more movies, Joe Carnahan, and yeah. friends. Hollywood, hook him up. Yeah. Why? Why did you stop trusting Joe Carnahan with action movies? Yeah. Well, I mean, this was recent. This was 2021. True. Uh, but I, and again, pandemic messed this up. Cause I think I remember seeing this somewhere in the back of my brain and it tickling the, like, you probably want to watch this cabin. I think I remember seeing like the YouTube preview uh-huh. for it. And I was like, I'm going to keep an eye on it. And then a pandemic happened and I didn't know I could feel joy again <laughs> until I saw this movie. 
I mean, this movie, I will I will watch this again. Actually talking with you about it makes, makes me wanna... want to watch it again. Yes, exactly. <laughs> this is one of those movies I would... There's a couple times. There's movies like the Psycho Goreman, mm-hmm. Dread, oh, yeah. Cop Shop. Those are those movies that I will make other people watch. Mm-hmm. And then I will just watch them watch that movie. Yes. <laughs> and I'll just stare at them and be like, do you not like that part? I don't. I don't like you as a person if you don't like that part. Uh, <laughs> do, do you remember when we went and saw Dread in theaters and our friend Jacob, shout out Jacob, uh, was like, I didn't like it. And we we're like, why do we hang out with you? Um, <laughs> we felt betrayed in our we, souls. We were like, you were our ride into the city to watch this. We'll take a cab. Uh, we'll Uber the 300 miles we drove and, um, because uh, you have bad opinions. Honestly, I love Carl Urban. And so yeah. I probably would have liked the movie regardless, but I actually really like Dread. Yeah. I, Cop Shop is in that same vein for me. Like if I watched that movie and and a person didn't enjoy it, I would know we aren't going to align on a lot of other likes. Yes. Um, this, again, is one of those movies. It's just, it, it's designed to make Cavan feel good inside. Yeah. Uh, with <laughs> Lots murder, of murder. And, and gunplay. <laughs> and uh, Toby Huss just, chewing some scenery just (laughs) destroying that role yeah he did that i mean i was very satisfied with every actor in this i I know sonic ice cream hire toby huss um (laughs) i already think he pimped your products once turns out he didn't but do it i think that you when you were looking at toby's um imdb page you noticed that he was a voice on uh king in the hill and that made you like him even more was he a voice on King of the Hill? Yeah, he played Khan. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's so weird. How did nobody cancel Khan? I I don't know. I mean, you used to make me watch King of the Hill, so. Uh, I'm sorry. I let you watch King of the Hill with me. And um, every time I do a Bobby impression, you always make fun of me. Because <laughs> you make him British. <laughs> yeah. You're like, hey, what's the furthest accent I can get from Texan? So you go posh British. <laughs> And it's not on purpose. It's not like you're doing a clay, like playful deconstruction of stereotypes. No, you're just bad at accent work. I'm I'm bad at at like voice work in general, other than my normal voice. <laughs> you have a delightful voice. It's like an angel Aww, singing. Thanks. Um, I would like to do a quick shout out to Kevin, uh, for oh, carrying the podcast while I was out of the country. It did not go well. I I missed talking with you but Dude. you did you did a great job bruh uh i got broad shoulders uh but you do some heavy lifting on this <laughs> you re- I- really what it is is uh you keep things from going to the extremes of where my brain goes yeah you kind of spiral um I do want to let you know when I was listening to the amateurs because I listened to the podcasts you did. Um, yeah, I love you. I wanted to support us. Uh, I just kept yelling at the at my cell phone. It's Lorelai from Gilmore Girls when you were trying to remember what Lauren Graham was on. <laughs> Look, we bring different skills. Okay, you do two things very well on this show. You Tell remember me. what people were in. And then you know but me when I just want a yes and. Yes. (laughs) The number of times when I was watching Hammer of the Gods that I shouted out cum gutters. uh, No. When somebody should have said no. No. Was 
frightening. It's Adonis belt if you don't want to be dirty. Well, why would I not want to be dirty? I'm... Fair enough. Look, um, I even Urban, Urban Dictionary this. I have fact-checked <laughs> if they were called cum gutters more than I did election news. All right? <laughs> like, I went on Snopes for the first time to figure it out. <laughs> Okay, on that note, Kevin, um, where can we find you on social media? Uh, you can find me on everything from Twitter to TikTok on at Kevin underscore egg. Okay. That's C-A-V-I-N, the little underline thingy. E underscore. <laughs> underscore. Yeah, but e some people are like, what's an underscore? And I'm like, it's, underliney thingy. It's a hyphen, but you hit shift hyphen. <laughs> Don't patronize our... <laughs> audience you, you're saying you don't dozens. know the word for it <laughs> brie what's yours and if you want to say it your way you can um i'm just gonna pimp our podcast uh come find <laughs> us because on... <laughs> you knew i was gonna correct you on yeah. it um at by its cover pod on twitter and instagram we have a facebook by its cover podcast uh we are on all streaming services we host through anchor fm uh and uh, I think Kevin has a link to us on his uh, website, which is www.kevin.com. You can also follow him on his Patreon. Who includes the www nowadays still? Apparently I do. Yeah. Are you throwing in an AOL CD to fire it up? Make sure you got enough minutes left. You know what? I just wanted have to, to make let sure you... your mom doesn't need to make any important phone calls because you're taking the dial up modem. <laughs> oh, some people that listen to us might not even know what dial up sounds like. Yep. Uh, that's why we will end this podcast with me doing a reenactment no, of the dial-up sound. Don't. That brings so much trauma back. <laughs> All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. I'm so happy to be back. Um, go on Kevin's Patreon. We're uh, talking about my Germany trip uh, on Growing Fonder, which is our exclusive uh, podcast on his Patreon. And uh, we adore you guys. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Go watch this movie. <laughs>